0: This is College Dame Day, a podcast for college football fans hosted by three sisters who recap last week's games, talk about upcoming matchups, and find some time to trash talk the teams they don't like. Let's join Megan, Amy, and Laura as they break the huddle and kick off this week's episode.
1: Welcome everybody. Week one for Big Ten is in the books. So real football is officially back. Uh, let's kick it off looking um, at our our boys who took the field this week. We unfortunately had to face Ohio State and uh, ended up losing 52-17. to But what are some of you guys' biggest takeaways from the game?
2: I hated the refs, number one. <laughs> number one. I saw actually a lot of good things. So I actually, like, if you just, like, if, You just see the score, and it's like, oh, demoralizing. But I actually don't think it was, like, tells an accurate tale of the game.
1: I would agree. I I don't think the score accurately reflects kind of how everything went down. But Megan, what are your thoughts? I mean, I agree with Amy. I saw a lot of good things.
3: I thought that the defense looked a lot better. They looked a lot more Mm -hmm. improved from last year. I thought Adrian looked better. Um Overall, you know, we still have the uh, the fumble issues, um, the dropsies. So that is a little bit frustrating, but seemed like we were playing together. Um, like I said, the defense was really great. The offense had, you know, moments of brilliance as well, especially on that opening drive where you know, Luke McCaffrey takes it down the left side and then Adrian runs it in for a touchdown In like three or four plays we've scored on Ohio State. I was not expecting that. So Mm -hmm. that was a very pleasant surprise. Um, I mean, I guess I also agree with Amy. The officiating was very frustrating. Um, I don't think we would have won the game or anything like that, but I do think it took the wind out of our sails. You know, Ohio State is such a great team. They were clearly more talented. They were a better team. That's fine. But I think, you know, had the calls been a little bit more fair, um, the score would have been closer and it wouldn't have looked as much like a blowout. I mean, mean, overall, I'm like, I'm excited for next week, I guess. Just put that game behind us. (laughs) We knew it was going to be rough. I'm looking forward to Wisconsin because I think that is a winnable game.
1: I agree. I agree. Let's take it back to before the start of the game. Um, I feel like Nebraska kind of started to get the recognition that we needed because Fox game day was like, we think it's really fitting that these two teams are meeting. These are the two teams that brought back, you know, college football. They were the programs that were instrumental, both with their fans and their families um, of getting uh, Big Ten football to start. And so I feel like that was at least a positive start. And then, like you said, the opening drive, let's talk about our offense a little bit. There were moments, like you said, where I was like, this offense is clicking. We ran a screen pass. I went for positive yards. Um, what did you guys think about McCaffrey versus Martinez? Well, this is what
2: I thought would happen, that we would be getting – and it's, like, what I heard, too, that the coaches were really going to try and get him involved in the offense in any way that they possibly could, just, you know – I mean, because he's a great tool in offense, but also to, like, keep him, um, like, around to give him play time. And um, one of the things that really – made me feel better was, like, not not every time. There was a couple times Adrian was, like, rushed, and he, you know, made a bad decision or went down. But there were several times where he had, like, plenty of time back in the pocket. Like, just, I remember last year being mm-hmm. at the Ohio State game, it was, like, the ball was snapped, and it was just, like, the pocket crumbled, like, immediately. It was, like, wet mm-hmm. toilet paper. Right. <laughs> and they were just, like, going yes. through their, like, wet paper towels. Um, but, like, I thought just, I don't know, I, I was really – pleased with how much better our offensive line looked and I know that Ohio State you know lost a lot of people on defense but I just I still think that um our line looked really good and um going to the defensive side Ohio State is the best offensive line in the country and like we got through and sacked him several times um Mm -hmm. in the first half and like you know tackles for loss so Mm -hmm. just line play was really exciting for me
3: not only did we sacked Justin Fields a couple of times, but we held Ohio State and forced them to go on fourth down a couple of times when I feel like they have such an explosive offense. That's a pretty big deal.
1: I kind of agree with, you know, the compromise. Maybe it's a compromise between McCaffrey-Martinez. I think Martinez looks better in the pocket as the true quarterback. McCaffrey came in and he kind of had some nervous, like, handlings of the snap. But when he came in to kind of be the true runner... I thought that system worked really well. I mean, again, they both struggled with ball protection. They both turned it over, but I was at least impressed with our opening drive. It looked very cohesive. I think the thing that worries me a little bit on offense and something that Michael pointed out was that our kind of like run play was good. But if you look at our receivers, we did not have a lot of reception yards. I mean, Cade Warner didn't even catch a pass. And so that's a little concerning when that's our captain.
2: Okay. But here's the thing. Like, and that's a, I'm I'm not like putting fault on one more than the other because that was like a both. But like, as a quarterback, like you have to know like where he was wide open. There was no need to throw the ball that hard, and like it was behind him too. So he like I'm not, I'm not saying he shouldn't have caught it. He completely should have caught it, but it wasn't a perfect throw either. Like that could have been way easier of a pass to catch, and it like it looked like he was like you know when you're like playing hot potato or something with your siblings you're like trying to like, you know, just <laughs> nail them. Like that's what it looked like he was trying to do. And there was no need. It, it wasn't like there was defenders closing in and he had to like thread the needle. Yeah. He was wide mm-hmm. open, like lob that sucker. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I just thought we would maybe pass more because it was Ohio State's secondary that was kind of their weakest part. Mm-hmm. Um but overall, yeah, their their defense. I Kind of a takeaway I had, and again, it's not very fair because it's their first game too. But Ohio State didn't look as good to me as I thought that they maybe would. Um, but I think I think their defense will figure it out in the next few games. I'm sure they'll be fine. But I was a little surprised.
2: I thought we were having success in like those like short slants over the middle, like either our tight ends or like Wandale. And I don't know why we like went away from that. Did you guys notice that? I mean, um, yeah, it got seemed... like me taken out, but like yes. it was a good, you know, a good play. Like we were catching those and it was like, I don't know, Adrian's one long throw was like a little, a little off, but um, it, I still thought it was catchable, but yeah. Um, I just, I did see some success in our passing game, and I don't know why we didn't capitalize on it more because, like, those short slants over the middle are like bread and butter. We were getting like six, seven, eight yards Mm -hmm. every pass, Mm -hmm. and it's like, why not? You know what I mean? And then Dedrick Mills can get the first down on a second or third and short. I I just, I don't Mm -hmm. know why we went away from that.
1: Yeah, I'm not sure. I mean, I, I agree. The passes over the middle seem to be working. But if you kind of look at the the receiving talent that we have, it just wasn't equally spread out as far as number of catches and receptions. So hopefully that is a, a part of our offense that will be a little bit more highlighted against Wisconsin. Kind of talking about defense, too, you guys both said it. We did force fourth down a few times that they had to convert. We did get them to punt, which is an improvement from last year. So um, I was very impressed with our defense. I didn't have many expectations, but I thought they did a good job. And the point I would like to make is, again, kind of in the same line of the penalties that we got. The refs did not want to give us that turnover. And I said this last year on our podcast, Jojo Doman is the king of if the ball is on the ground, he will pick it up. And I appreciate that because you have to have clear recoveries which right. was the key in us getting that turnover. Yep. Um, the penalties. <laughs> Every Nebraska fan wants to talk about these. And I think we all are very fair in assessing this. We're not saying it costs us the game, but it did definitely cost momentum as well as kind of a swing in the overall score. So Nebraska had eight for 90, which about 60 of those yards were from bogus targeting calls. So essentially they drove the entire field for them with giving them mm-hmm. 90 yards. Right. OSU, in contrast, had three for 14 yards. Um, so they originally had called Jojo Doman for targeting, had came back, overturned it. Then we got Cam Taylor-Britt. That was confirmed, which is ridiculous. Mike Pereira, Gus Johnson, Joe Klatt all disagreed. Mm-hmm. Same thing with the on Deontay Williams. And I think what makes us most mad is that it affects our next game. Right. That was the thing that was really
3: frustrating to me is that, like, going to affect our game against Wisconsin- um, and if I were into conspiracy theories, I would think that the Big Ten is not done punishing us. <laughs> you know, they're calling in favors <laughs> of some sort because that's such a serious call, a targeting call. And we watched a lot of other football games yesterday where mm-hmm. there were targeting calls, and then they go back and they review it, and they're they're overturned because it's it has to be clear like there's several different points you know what I mean like there has to be launching there has to be you know helmet to helmet or you know leading with the shoulder and like all of these kinds of things when there's half of those things are not there you cannot make that call what I mean at one point even the announcers were like what is he supposed to do how is he supposed to tackle him in a way that would not be targeting in the situation it's just frustrating how his body
2: is facing there's no way of just like him down without that's mm-hmm. the, what frustrates me the most is the inconsistency mm-hmm. in the calling because even in our game there were several times where they like lowered head it, it they only call it for like receivers too and quarterbacks like running backs are just hung out to dry if a if a defender lowers his head against a running back like at the goal line or something because he's not like hash defense hashtag um, hashtag defenseless, defense like they don't call it but it's still yeah. he, They're still launching. They're still helmet to helmet. They're still, all Mm -hmm. those other things are still there. It's just the, the guy's not, it's just so inconsistent that it's frustrating.
3: Right. It's such a subjective call. And so for them to have made so many of them in one game and for them to confirm them all, I mean, I just, it did. And I
2: can't remember if it was Cam Taylor Britt or the other one, but like he clearly turned his back into him to Mm -hmm. like avoid hitting him with the shoulder. It's, it's. Obvious that it's his back, which, yeah, when you watch it fast, it's just like bang, bang, and it's like, oh, you know, like, but when you slow it down, you can totally tell that it was his back. And mm. I don't know why they.
1: Yeah, if they're going to go to the trouble to review it, then why aren't they looking at that? That was definitely frustrating. Um, I will try to put a positive note there. We did, our special teams looked better. We, they didn't have any mm-hmm. kickoff or punt returns for touchdowns. Um, we didn't miss any field goals. Our first
2: extra point scared me.
1: That initial one did, yes. Yes,
2: it It was. was Very close to the
1: right. Our uh, our punting game still looks a little wobbly, but, you know, not terrible. So, you know, I think overall I would give Nebraska probably like a B minus, I think, Mm -hmm. this game. Mm
2: -hmm. I think if you take away Adrian's fumble in the second quarter there, because that's a 14-point swing because we were driving – Um, I don't know how many first downs we had. It's not like we just got the ball. Like, we were driving and getting first downs. So, if we score right there, you know, and get seven points because they picked the ball up off that fumble and scored off of it, that's a 14-point swing right there where, you know, the ball game is different. And then, like, those two awful um, penalties where it was like our guy was being held and yet they still, like, called a face mask on him. It Mm -hmm. was just ridiculous. Like, even the commentators are saying how, like, What's he supposed to do right there? He's just trying to get free. And I don't know if you take those away and then that would take away that score that Ohio state had at the end of the half. Like we go into it, like tie ball game. Like, I don't know. It could have been very different because like once those things just start piling up, it get, it got out of control fast. And
1: Mm
2: -hmm. yeah, I don't know. We could have hung until later in the ball game, I think. Yeah. So Amy, I have a question.
3: How many rally baths did you have to take on Saturday?
2: (laughs) Well, here's the thing. I think because my expectations were just like, okay, like keep it close, whatever. I just took one. I just, I stopped watching in the fourth quarter when it got like, it got a little unbearable. And so I went and took one then to get ready for work. But yeah, Mm -hmm. so just one.
3: Just one. Okay. Not too bad.
2: Yeah. I will say I watched
3: the whole game, but like you said, it did get out of hand really fast <laughs> towards the end. And I'll just say a lot of Halloween candy was consumed in our house. It's okay. So How's
1: cash ready? Well, like I said, overall, I, I would probably give them about a B minus. I think our offense can get the receivers involved a little bit more. I think our punting game can step up a little bit and I think our defense can make a few more stops um mm-hmm. next game. What about you guys? What's what's your final grade?
3: Yeah, I mean, I think around a B is is where I would land as well. I think one of the things I was really happy with is that a lot of the teams that we've watched the last couple of weeks, their tackling has been horrible um just because I guess of the way they've been not training and not practicing because of COVID. And I was kind of prepared for, you know, maybe that to be the case, but the defense really looked good to me. I mean, of course, there's always room for improvement, but overall, i was I was really happy. so I'll say B.
2: I'll say B plus just because you're more optimistic defense. than we are. Well, I am. But the final score of the game, obviously, like I just can't go the a route, but I saw a lot of things that like made me excited. And I yeah, I completely think even with our first half missing two key defenders, I still think we can beat Wisconsin, especially if they're quarterbacks out with COVID. <laughs> I really am liking our chances.
1: So I think we're feeling pretty good that Wisconsin is a beatable team. Um Grant Mertz, I will say, did look good. Michael and I actually watched him when he played in the like the McDonald's high school all-star, whatever that game is. And he lit it up. So we were like, Oh, is he going to translate to college? And he looked good. So um, that's, that's the first thing, but we may not be facing him. I, I hear. Yes. Okay. So tested positive. He needs to get a second positive test. We'll get mm-hmm. the result tomorrow. If it's positive, then he will have to miss at least three weeks. Do you guys think this is a Nick Saban situation? <laughs>
3: I don't know. I will say that Wisconsin has said that they've had several players test positive on the initial antigen test, which is what Grant Mertz tested positive on. And so then the 24-hour test is the one that's more accurate. I feel like it's 50-50. I I could see it going either way.
2: I hope... He doesn't have it because I want to beat them with him. And mm-hmm. I honestly really like our secondary right now. I know that we gave up that one long like um pass to Alave. Oh, no, it wasn't even Alave because he dropped his. There was like one long pass. We gave up that touchdown um, pass in the first half. But like I am liking our secondary right now. I really am. Mm-hmm. And I want them to pass on us. I want them to. And I want to beat them at their best because I don't want anyone being like, oh, yeah, Nebraska only won because their Wisconsin's QB had COVID or whatever. Like, so I hope that it was a false positive. I hope he
1: plays and I hope we beat them with him because
2: that would just make it sweeter.
1: And I really hope that if, I mean, I definitely don't want him to have it either. But I'm saying if he has it, I hope also like the rest of the team doesn't because I don't want to have to cancel this game. That's my other concern.
3: Yeah, or worst-case scenario, we play the game and then find out they've, like, infected all of
1: us. (laughs) Paul Christ, you devil. Yes. But Wisconsin did get the win against Illinois on Friday. I am – okay, again, I don't want to be that Husker fan that complains about everything, but I'm like, honestly, if we would have played any other team, like, especially looking at the games we'll talk about coming up, I think Nebraska has a chance to win against, like, any of them except Ohio State. Like, Ohio State is leaps and bounds above everybody in the Big Ten. Right. Right. And I'm, and like, watching gonna... all these games, and they're, like, look at all these upsets. And I'm, like, okay, if Nebraska had played any of these, like, we would have been yeah. in the mix too. So it's, like, frustrating. Yeah.
3: Well, because even the Illinois-Wisconsin game, I mean, I know Wisconsin won in dominant fashion. But I, watching that game, was, like, Wisconsin is a beatable team. Like, mm-hmm. they, there were just so many areas where I was, like, oh, gosh, they don't look good there. Or they, you know? And so I... I really was kind of encouraged. Oh yeah, we can, we can definitely be.
2: Like I wasn't so much impressed with Mertz as I was like horrified at Illinois secondary. It was like, all he had to do was like lob it up high and his guys would get like their Mm -hmm. Illinois secondary was horrendous. Mm -hmm. Like, so I, yeah. yeah, Well, it's always
3: so funny when a quarterback, like a new quarterback plays one game and he has a good game and everyone's like, Oh my goodness, he's a Heisman candidate, you know? And I'm like, Okay,
1: you can You're have like, Is this one a good game. Situation, <laughs> right, right.
3: Like, let's see if he can sustain this for you know three or four games at least before we start getting really excited. So, you, you mean you might be right, Amy. It could just be Illinois was that bad. I don't know.
1: Yeah, we'll see. But now, They're honestly, I'm like, I'm like more nervous for Wisconsin because I'm like, I think this can be like a beatable, like a winnable game. So, yeah, we will, we will see. Um, All right. Rutgers took on Michigan State. Oh, both teams do not look good. Um, The big news for Rutgers is they won 38-27, and it is their first Big Ten win since 2017. So a familiar face at quarterback. Yes, that's why Rutgers won, obviously. Obviously, yes. So Vedro looked pretty good. Um, And then the other big headline, Michigan State. Did you guys, I know you can read this thing, but did you see how many turnovers they had? I did not see this game, so I had no idea. I'm
2: looking at my um, outline, and it says two interceptions and five lost fumbles. So
1: that would be seven. I literally go, I know you can see, but don't look. And (laughs) he goes, I can see this.
2: I thought thought you said, I know it's up. So do you guys know how many? And I was like, well,
1: sure, I can read. (laughs) Yes, yes, they had seven turnovers. They had five lost fumbles. And two interceptions. So very sloppy game. Again, I would have loved to have faced off against Rutgers or Michigan State. But really? um,
2: that's what we were supposed to. I was excited to play Vedro and like get a win and like it just be camaraderie. I don't know.
3: Yeah, because Rutgers is never our crossover game. I'm just
2: going to throw that out there. Mm hmm. No, but I thought I thought it'd be fun to play against Vedro. It would have been.
1: Well, if there's one thing that can cheer up Husker fans after a loss, it's seen Iowa also lose. So <laughs> Purdue
2: to a Purdue without Rondell Moore and their head coach. I like yeah. it. Yes. Which
3: by the way, what is with the NCAA not letting coaches coach virtually? I see I didn't even know this. Yeah, so the coaches are not allowed to coach virtually if they can't be there in person. Apparently this is a rule, but all of them have appealed
2: to so what know, What do they do? Go to the strategies. hospital and take their cell phone away. Like, wh- I mean, why couldn't like a coach be on the phone or like Skype and be like, this is what's going on. Like would they I take everyone, just like phone look to the sidelines.
1: There's like a little stand with a Skype, like get the picture of the coach up. <laughs> yeah.
2: I mean, like, what do they do, like, you know, make everyone turn their cell phones in before the game. I don't get that. Yeah, I don't get it either. But I don't understand,
3: like, why is this still a thing in 2020 when we're in, like, a global pandemic? Why can we not amend this rule and create, like, an exception? Plus, I will say, I need to go back and research this. But do you remember when Hugh Freeze, like, had what that infection or whatever He's he had like dental he was chair, like, I
1: was just thinking yeah. the
3: same thing he was like sitting in that dental chair and he was coaching like I swear he was coaching from his hospital room and then they like built that huge stand for him to like sit in at the game like I don't even understand what that
2: was all for but anyway I, I think he I was coaching like, virtually I feel like the NCAA like Realizes that they have they have like little man syndrome. Oh, totally. And They're this just is like names. their this is their way of like lifting their truck and putting giant wheels on. Um, yep. this is what's going on there. I think so, but I just think that's so unfair because we've had this happen several
3: times. So, Mike Norvell. Even when Saban, we thought he had COVID, he had appealed to be able to coach remotely and they denied it. And then Jeff Braum also appealed and the NCAA denied it as well. And <laughs> Mike I, Marvell did not appeal. He's like, that's fine. <laughs> Mike Marvell was like, thank you so much. <laughs> Peace
2: out. <laughs>
3: <laughs> Do I have to come back in two weeks? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh... Yeah. So anyway, I just, I think that is crazy. I think that should be changed. Um, so I just wanted to like throw that out there and see what you guys thought.
1: Yeah, I see. I wasn't even aware of that. And that's that's ridiculous. But doesn't surprise me. Doesn't seem outside the norm for NCAA being just hard to work with and silly rules. But I want to ask you guys, too. Iowa. I don't even know. Like their, their quarterback's not very good. They their own team caused a fumble or a turnover. Um, I don't know if you saw that play. but That made me laugh. They they don't look good. Mm-hmm. OK, I like
3: it. Like yeah, I'm like, I'm fine with this. I just hate I that they don't get it, it put together before we play them at Thanksgiving.
1: Right, right. Well, uh a previous defensive coordinator for Nebraska, Bob Diaco, is at Purdue, and I mean he found a way to stop Iowa. So hopefully uh Scott Frost was taking some notes and we can do the same. Uh next game up, this one frustrates me. So it's Northwestern versus Maryland. Northwestern won forty three to three, and everyone is like fawning over Northwestern. I'm like, okay, guys. <laughs> they played Maryland. <laughs> yes. Like, let's just cool the Jets a little. But um, they do have, I will say, Northwestern has a, a pretty decent quarterback. They have Peyton Ramsey, who's a QB transfer. But mm-hmm. I'm still not convinced on Northwestern. I'm not a huge fan of their coach, uh, Pat Fitzgerald. So well, me we'll, see. we'll see. Yeah.
3: And I'm actually not a fan of Peyton Ramsey either, because I remember when Indiana came to Lincoln last year. And I still haven't really gotten over that. So
2: What is with yeah. Northwestern getting all these, like, QB transfers? Like, because they got Clemson's, yeah. like, second. Yeah. Like I don't know. I just feel like yeah. that's weird. But um, maybe they think they'll have a
3: really good chance there because there is never a good quarterback is- <laughs> at Northwestern. I'm
2: mean, serious. I mean, they're like, oh, well, I'll get a lot of playing time. See, so. It's Northwestern, so the quarterbacks that do the best are, like, the – Clayton, uh, what's his face? Thornton. Yes, because like it's you just got to be like a, a jack
1: of all trades to be yeah. there. a one so, man like, show. Yeah, so I don't I don't know I don't know. Well, one of the most exciting games and controversial was Indiana Penn State. So I guess you guys were cheering for Penn State. I was trained yeah. for Indiana because... Hey, Laura? Laura? Because Penn State is bringing <laughs> you right I don't like their coach. Okay. okay well, the I thing. don't
2: like Indiana's coach. I like coach. too, but I hate Indiana after their cowardly act <laughs> that they performed on us last year. I will not let that go for a long yes. time. Okay. And
3: the whole thing with, with Tom Allen being, like, demanding an apology from us, but then, like, yeah when we ask what we should apologize for, he's like, Oh, you know,
1: (laughs) Yeah, I know. I I agree. I don't like Indiana either, but because Indiana was the underdog and because everyone was like, Oh, Penn state will rival like for OSU. Mm -hmm. It's like, okay, no, no. So Mm -hmm. from here on out, I hope Indiana loses. Okay. If that makes you feel better. Plus they play Rutgers next week. So let's here's the all thing. Cheer let's go no bedroll. I
2: have been fine with Penn State falling. I just wanted somebody else to do it because now, like I've been hearing about how Indiana's like such an underrated team and how they deserve more. And now people are just gonna be all over them. And I'm just I don't want to listen to that at but all. But that will
1: write itself once they lose. So I'm not too worried. Um I will <laughs> I will say too, if we're trying to pick some fun names, yes I mean, Pen Phoenix. Penix (laughs) Jr. Um, And uh, WAP. Did you guys see? (laughs) Yes. How can you not want to root for that Classic. Yeah. Classic. Although
3: I will say Penix looked pretty good.
2: He
1: (laughs) is What looked good? Say that again? What looked good? His
2: his penetration of the defense was...
3: (laughs) (laughs) He really hung in there a long time.
1: (laughs) Yes, yes. I'll oh, see, see what fun we can have. Okay, so biggest question here. Was that two-point conversion good?
2: Okay,
3: I don't think it was. However, because they ruled it a completion, I do think it was going to be impossible to overturn. But I don't think it was good. You think his leg was down or you think he fumbled? I think he was out of bounds.
2: Okay. I think the ball was out of bounds, too. Like, when you look at it... The ball's in the air, though. Right. It hits the pylon the same time it hits the the ground, don't you think? Right, but he's already on the ground, like, at that point. I'm like, he's out of bounds. Because he was outstretched. I'm saying you think his thigh was down?
3: (laughs) I think he was down out of bounds, and I think the ball never broke the plane. Okay.
1: Okay, so Megan thinks no. Amy, why don't you
2: share your views? Well, because here, it's, like, super, super close. Like, right. That's why I said does it's does, impossible to overturn. Right. But, but, like, the ball does touch the pylon, so mm-hmm. the question is, was his, like, because his torso was still in the air, it's, like, is his thigh down or not? That was, like, the question. And the other question to me was, because he, it's, like, flying through the air, Does is it hitting the pylon that shakes it loose? Because if that's the case, it's a touchdown. Or is it, like, is he losing control as he's diving in the ball
1: out before? I don't know. Those are the two questions for me. Yeah. I, I don't know. What did you I, think, Laura? I think he's short. However, I do agree that it was too close to call, so they had to stay with how they called it on the field. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, objectively, I think he I think he was short. I I did call it, though, because when um, Penn State had scored and kicked the extra point over time, I said I talked to Michael and I said, you know, if, if Indiana goes out and scores, do you go for two? Mm-hmm. Uh, and they, they did. So I was pretty mm-hmm. pretty proud of myself. But you know why they one. went
3: for two? Because they're clearly not the better team
1: and they needed to go ahead and win it, you know, they while they had no Yep. Yeah, absolutely. But um, <laughs> I guess if we also talk about some of the plays leading up to the uh, need for overtime and a two-point conversion. Penn State. And this has now happened – I watched a couple NFL games today. This now happened again. Penn State could have pretty much run out the clock. However, Indiana does the let them score defense. Penn State falls for it, like runs on in the end zone, and then it's like, wait, crap. So they gave (laughs) the ball back to Indiana with time, um, and they drove the field and converted both a touchdown and a two-point conversion at that point too. But, oh, man, you got to have a mental game going. Yeah, well, and here's what – I mean, here's
3: my perspective on that. I do like James Franklin, but that's really clearly a coaching issue. He should have made that so clear to his players. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? That this is a possibility and do not do that. I mean, if he did make it clear to them, then that player is an idiot, but it just seemed like maybe he didn't emphasize it as, as much as he should have because they looked very confused when they just like waltzed right on in the end zone. He's like, um, yay.
1: Oh, wait, what? No. He's like, what's
3: <laughs> happening? Why is no one
1: touching me? All right. Uh, it happened again in the NFL today. So Todd Gurley, did, I don't know if you guys saw that game. That yeah. was insane. Anyways, but yeah. Um, then, so that madness happens. You know, Indiana gets the ball back they drive down and score you're like oh my goodness there's only a few seconds left on the clock and then i don't know what in the world happened but indiana goes to kick it off and i'm like oh are they going to like squib kick it or try to like kick it through the end zone mm-hmm. and they onside kick it mhm like did the did the kicker get a wrong signal from the coach or like read it wrong or like did he stump like yeah what is, what, what is happening yeah i mean it's just like these
3: are not premier teams of
1: the Big Ten. I think that's the takeaway we have here. They were one sock short of a pair. That was my new.
3: <laughs> Very nice.
1: Thank you. Thank you. But yeah, that game was just crazy. Um, but yeah, I'm excited to see the Big Ten back in action this next mm-hmm. week. Let's let's go around the conference. I just picked out a few games to kind of highlight. The big one out of the SEC was Alabama versus Tennessee, not because it was a close game, but unfortunately, uh, Jalen Waddle and the um, hopefully not career ending, but a season ending injury that he had the high ankle sprain with fracture kind of a huge bummer for Alabama. I mean, overall, they have so much talent that it's honestly just next man up. But right. I do feel bad for Waddle. Megan, yeah. you said Nick Saban was like a little unsympathetic when yeah. they like interviewed him before halftime. And then I heard him after the game. And Nick Saban's like, yeah, it's just a really sad time for me. <laughs> I was like, um, also <laughs> probably is? for Jalen. Excuse me. He did, like, after that, it was, like, it is a really sad time for me, comma, Jalen and his family. But I just like that Nick Saban's, like, yes, right. it is very sad for me. What did you say sad. at halftime, though?
3: Okay, so at halftime, they are asking him about it. And he was, like, oh, I just hate it. You know, he's, like, trying so hard to, like, have some compassion and, like, be really sympathetic. And he's, like, man, it's just such a, like, a sad thing when this happens to a player. And then you can just see in his head, it's, like, this mental, like, don't say it, don't say it. And he's, like, you know, that's why I say we don't bring them out when they're kicked that day. <laughs> He's just like, it's his own
1: damn fault. He's like, <laughs> I know. can't stop myself. i got to say it. I know. Wrong like, decision. I, can't.
3: I was right if they just listened to me. Anyway, it was kind of funny. It kind of took away the, like, empathy that he had going and stopped it in its tracks.
1: Yeah, let's just call a spade a spade. It was a bad decision. But Alabama should be fine. They went on to steamroll Tennessee, which is not a huge shock. Um, and, I, like I said, they're still going to be – they're still number two. They'll be fine. Mm-hmm. Um, the ACC. So Clemson played Syracuse. This is actually a much closer game than it should have been. Clemson was like a 48, 48 and a half or something like that point favorite. Um, Now, they ended up winning by plenty, but um, that kind of stood out to me. And Dabo Sweeney was a little bit annoyed by it because that's kind of what the reporters were saying. And he's like, guys, we won by multiple touchdowns. Like, why are we getting criticized here? Mm
3: -hmm. But
1: Lawrence did throw another pick and it was a pick six. So he's kind of opening the door for Justin Fields a little bit, I think.
3: Yeah, I mean, I didn't see this game, and I will say, I understand Dabo being frustrated with those questions, but at the same time, the rest of America is frustrated that Clemson has the luxury of being able to go into a team like Syracuse and play kind of a crappy game and Mm -hmm. still win by multiple touchdowns, you know, versus a team that has to be up every single week to go undefeated. So I will just say that's the difference between the ACC and some of the other conferences.
1: Right. I agree. Well, the big 12 game I wanted to highlight is woohoo! Oklahoma state got it done. So they yeah, played Iowa. State, so they ended up winning 24, 21. They did not look stellar in my opinion, but you know what? They got the W. So that's what counts. Um, Spencer was back, um, which was good. And Hubbard looked decent. They don't look unbeatable. So I'm a little nervous <laughs> for their future games. Um, my favorite part, besides obviously the, the win for our family, was <laughs> I sent you guys this video. Did you guys watch the game, though? A little bit. The I uh, saw
2: I saw the pick at the end, and then, like, it was close.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oklahoma State had to recover. Um, I, Iowa State had scored and then did an on-site kick, so Oklahoma State had to recover it to seal the game, and they did. So it, it was a close game. It came down to the wire. It was pretty back and forth uh, the whole game, but... <laughs> I was watching it um, it It's one of the better afternoon games. And so the announcers, like, they thought that they lost this signal. So they thought that they weren't broadcasting because apparently, like, everything shut off and went, like, black in the studio. But we could still hear them. So they're, like, having, like, a a dialogue between themselves. They're, like, everything's broken. Everything has gone black. (laughs) It is gone. Testing, testing. One, two, three. Nothing. Nothing is there. So they just kept talking this whole time. And, like, we can totally hear them. Oh, man, it was so funny. And then eventually when they came back, they're like, so you guys could hear us the whole time. <laughs> yeah, and Dad was like, actually, I could do without them. Maybe they should lose the power again. But anyways, we were excited that Oklahoma State stays undefeated in the Big 12, got the W. Yes. All right, so let's talk about just a few other things from around the league. Um, I have to give my update on my boy Grant Wells. Uh, went for 251 yards and two touchdowns. They did beat Florida Atlantic. And they are now five and zero. So all right, dark horse, kind of a uh, underdog. Cheering for them, still doing okay.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Liberty, I have not watched any of their games, but yeah, me either. They... I'm like
3: shocked to see that they're six and zero because they haven't been Division One for very long, have they? Oh, I don't think so. But I, yeah, I, I don't see. I don't even know much about them. I, I mean, I don't either. I'm just kind of like, where did they come from? And now they're six and zero. So
1: it's pretty amazing. Yeah. yeah. Um, another team that, that looks really solid is BYU. Um, I mean, grand they played Texas state, but question mark on if they're legit. I kind of, I'm kind of curious. They, they look pretty darn good.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Well, I will say Texas state is not the stiffest competition,
3: okay. but I have said that BYU you in who my the stiffest competition is
1: Megan. <laughs> Penix. <Mike> Penix. <laughs>
3: Oh, you got it. I had a feeling that's where you're going with that. Um, I, I feel like BYU is a really good team. I feel like they're legit. Um, and their quarterback, Zach Wilson, he is also legit. So
1: Yeah, he's very throw good. Throw that out
3: there. Yeah.
1: Um, another team that suffered a little bit of a woe, but made the, you know, I guess, would you call it top 10 or not top 10? I guess he missed it, but it was also a feat of, like, science. Mm-hmm. Uh, Rice is kicker with the quadruple boink. Yes. And that's a technical (laughs) term. The technical (laughs) point.
3: I mean, I just feel like that's when you know it's not meant to be like fate is saying, Nope, not tonight.
1: The the football gods are against you for sure. Um, And then the story that I always track, because I don't understand how you can be this bad kids out there. If you're listening, go try to be a scholarship kicker because clearly it doesn't take much. Um, (laughs) The kicker struggles continued. I only put a few down. There were several. Mm-hmm. Iowa State missed too close. I will yes. say his name is also... <laughs> it's Ass Alley. I <laughs> do you pronounce it Ass Assembly. I'm like, I don't think that's it. <laughs> I think it's Ass Alley. Isn't that... I'm it's sure Alley, there maybe? could be an
3: alternate pronunciation, but when I read the back of his jersey, it says Ass Alley to me. Yes,
1: yes. Um, Oklahoma State missed one. Memphis missed one. Obviously, the quadruple Boink from Rice. Penn State missed. Um, the note there is kind of solid it was 57 yards and that was actually pretty close it was right on it was like three yards
3: I actually thought that it had gone through because it was
1: so like it looked (laughs) true but it was short and and then probably my favorite (laughs) you know how we have like the butt fumble we have the butt punt so the Boise State punter Like goes to kick the ball and like nails the guy his own teammate who's in front of him in like the back oh my gosh it's so funny i actually googled that after you put that in the notes just because i hadn't
3: seen it and i have to give a lot of credit to that player because he just took it and like he didn't even really react like he just you know turned around and yeah. would, like finished the play or whatever but
1: he's like happens yeah, all sure the time was,
3: like, no worst surprise ever
1: yeah Uh, that was so funny um but I think my favorite besides obviously seeing Nebraska play that was number one my number two favorite moment because I can identify with how much I've been eating lately the Maryland coach as they're losing like 43 to 3 he's over there on the sidelines like unwrapping (laughs) his like starburst and like sneaking them under his mask and like
3: He's, like, trying to do it all while, like, appearing to be really intently watching the game, too. Uh,
1: Right, yeah, pretending. He's, like, "Mm, mm mm-mm-hmm, yes, uh, okay. So Yes, yes.
3: It's, like, how I eat treats in front of my kids where I'm, like, very, like, subtly (laughs) sneaking them in. Like, what? I'm just sitting here.
1: (laughs) What are you looking at? (laughs) That was not chocolate. Yeah, but I, I laughed so hard. I was, like, what is he eating? All okay. right, so last week's picks, um, Wisconsin versus Illinois. We all took Wisconsin, so we all got a point there. Um, UNC, uh, actually, N- I took
3: Illinois, but that's fine.
1: <laughs> oh, what, you did?
3: Yeah, it's fine that you don't remember that. It was wishful thinking on my part. Okay. It wasn't okay. really what I actually thought would happen.
1: Okay, well, this next one, didn't you take NC State?
3: No, 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 no. I okay, UNC.
1: Okay. sorry. I think we all took UNC. Um. <laughs> Notre Dame pit Ooh, this is not a good upset pick Notre I Dame know. steamrolled yes that uh, was like
3: their oh, best game of the season I have to say
1: I know Ugh, Notre Dame anyways um Oklahoma State got the win versus Iowa State Michigan Michael was so thrilled this whole game he was like oh shame oh <laughs> yeah. what a shame like every time Minnesota would like drop a pass yes
3: the thrill of being right
1: I know he was like so giddy, but I mean he was right. Minnesota is not good. I mean, mm-hmm. PJ does didn't even want to play, so I know. I know. whatever. So Michigan did get the win. Um, another unfortunate game. We all took SMU, but since he rolled, yeah. And then um, overall, though, our winner was Caden. So congrats, Caden, go, the Notre Dame game, which gave Please. him the the victory. So job, it was Caden. He was like keeping count all day. He was like, no, who did Megan pick for this? He's like, I think I, I think I might be winning. <laughs>
3: yeah. He's like, well, at least I'm beating up Megan. So yeah, right.
1: But yeah, good job to Caden. So let's look forward to this week's picks. I think we have another guest picker.
3: We do. We have a special guest picker. It is Rachel. She's going to join me tonight to help pick next week's
1: games. Hey, welcome, good Rachel. Time. Tell us a little bit about yourself
0: um i am a high school sophomore i'm megan's daughter okay um and your favorite and aunt is laura my favorite aunt is autumn and your team is my team is louisville i'm a huge louisville fan so um if i pick them it's completely unbiased
1: fair enough fair enough okay well i guess you can shout out autumn since she's not on the podcast it's fine um so let's make our first picks so number six oklahoma state taking on texas Rachel, who you got?
0: I got Oklahoma State. I think they're the best team in the Big 12. Um, Texas not only lost to Oklahoma in that four overtime game, but um, also a a few weeks ago, they went had to go to overtime with Texas Tech. I truly don't think Texas is that good of a team. I've never thought Tom Herman was that great of a coach. I'm going with Oklahoma State.
1: Okay. All right. I'm so
0: proud.
2: I like the confidence. Um, Here's the thing. Texas doesn't have to be a good team to, like, pull. Like, I feel like every year they pull one game out of their booty hole and, like, just, I don't know. And I just have this weird feeling because, like, my head is saying to pick Oklahoma State, but my gut is saying to pick Texas. I'm going to go with my head because I'm, I want Oklahoma State to win, but I just have a bad feeling about this game because Texas is just, like, such a spoiler team. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I'm going to pick Oklahoma State, but I got a bad feeling about it.
1: I, te- I'm kind of in agreement with Amy on this one. I'm nervous about this game, <sighs> Texas. I can just see them like putting it together for this one game, but because I also want to cheer for Oklahoma state and I hope I'm wrong. I'm also taking Oklahoma state. So the next game, obviously we're all going to pick Nebraska. So we have to provide a score. So I'm going to take Nebraska over Wisconsin and I'm going to do 28 to 17. Amy.
2: Okay, I'm going to say, I think I'm going to pick a little bit higher of a score. I think I'm going to go, like, 38-21.
0: All right, Rachel? I am going to go more defensive. I'm going to say 14-10. I think Wisconsin's got a good defense, and I hope we can play with that. Okay. All righty. Number five,
1: OSU. This is Ohio State taking on number eight, Penn State. Amy, who you got?
2: I'm going to have to pick Ohio State. So, yeah. Okay. I don't think this is going to even be that close. Okay, Rachel? Yeah,
0: yeah I'm also going with Ohio State. They are just they just look incredible. Also, Penn State lost to Indiana, and I'm really not on the Indiana hype train. I'm not – I don't think they're that good.
1: Yeah, uh, I, I agree. I, OSU wins by double digits easy. I also um, think
2: you know, this is a like a more of a rivalry like game for them and so I think they show up like faster than they did against us and I just I could see it getting ugly in that game
1: too. All right. I picked this one for Megan. Number seven Texas A and M versus Arkansas. So Megan, if you disagree with Rachel, you can put your vote in. But Rachel, who okay. do you have?
0: I have Arkansas.
1: Okay. You took what your mom yeah, I thought I've, was. I you raised wrong with her well.
0: This. I've raised her well. Yep. Yes. Um I believe 100% that Arkansas won against Auburn because the refs gave Auburn that win just like they did um I guess Ole Miss yep Yep. um uh their only other loss is to Georgia and while I don't think Arkansas is um on par with Georgia and Alabama I also don't think Texas A&M is and also um Texas A&M, although their only loss is to Alabama, they played super close to Vandy, which is like the bottom of the bottom of the um, SEC. So I'm going with Arkansas here at the upset.
1: Okay. All right.
0: Good call. I like it.
1: I am going to stay with what Michael calls the fighting Jimbo's, but I do think it's going to be a close game, six or less, um, but Texas A&M wins. Amy? Um, this one's hard.
2: I like to pick upsets. Um so I'm going to. <laughs>
1: Alright, so it's decided.
2: I was on the fence, but I just my heart decided for me, so.
1: Alright, so going with going with Pig Suey. Alright, and I see a last minute added game here, probably for our guest picker. So Louisville versus VaTech.
0: Um I I have to go with Louisville. I really hope we win. We um looked better against Florida State. We were also playing Florida State, so I don't know how this is going to go. I'm a little nervous, but I'm going Louisville.
1: Okay. I will also take Louisville, um, mostly because it's ACC and I really don't care. So I suppose I'll cheer for you because I know deep down I'm your favorite. So I'll go for Louisville. Amy? Um, I'm going to go for Louisville, too. It
2: um, is, you know, the second best red-colored team, I suppose, in college football. (laughs) Um, and I honestly, like, Virginia Tech's colors are so ugly. I just, I really,
1: <laughs> and I don't like them either. So I'm going with Louisville. Okay. All solid rationale for our picks these weeks, guys. That's right. Oh, I, like I like it. No emotions whatsoever. Yeah. Nope. Purely objective. Biased? Yep. What? <laughs> Fair and unbiased. That is our tagline here. Well, we're excited. Nebraska's taking on Wisconsin this week. It's going to be a good game. Looking forward to it. And we'll talk to you guys all next week. Bye.
0: Thanks for listening to College Dame Day. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review us in your favorite podcasting app. Also, hit us up. We are at College Dame Day on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Join us again next week for more college football content.